0: Bobby, it was a tough week this week for iconic sports institutions. The Lakers go out of the playoffs. The Yankees swept at home by the Red Sox. But this iconic sports institution keeps rolling along. Chatter Up is back with another brand-new episode. We will talk NBA playoffs. We'll talk the disaster that was Logan Paul versus Floyd Mayweather. ConkaCast, Julio Jones, Coach K stepping away. We bring back the Quizmaster and the defending trivia champion, Zach Fetterbush, to defend his title. And we close it out with a discussion of the depths of human nature.
1: And it is only human nature for me to implore you at this point. If you haven't already, please rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. And also hit us up on Instagram at chatter underscore up. Or on Twitter, same handle, at chatter underscore up. Or send us a long-winded email explaining why you think that Jared is better than me. For which I will respond and tell you how wrong you are in Tell Me I'm Wrong the next week. But with that in mind, Jared, are you ready to do this? Tell me I'm wrong that you're not ready. You have never been more right, Bobby. There we go. Then let's do this and let's chatter up.
0: Jared, are you a fighter? Always have been, always will be.
1: Yeah, and apparently everyone else can be because Logan Paul fought Floyd Mayweather, but we won't talk about that yet, but that's something because we missed that this week, and we missed a whole lot of other things. I don't know if you were involved in a fight, but hey, let's get into it. Jared, what did we miss this week?
0: We'll get to Floyd Mayweather, Logan Paul, Bobby, but let's start as we have with the last two weeks with the NBA playoffs. We said all season we were not really concerned too much about the Lakers. Well, turns out we missed the boat. (laughs) <laughs> the Lakers were eliminated in the first round last week by your Phoenix sons, Bobby, is this the beginning of the end for LeBron James? Or is just, just like a fluky, you know, injuries, weird season off of COVID the second one.
1: I'm not worried at all. He wasn't hundred percent. AD wasn't a hundred percent. Schroeder looked bad. I'll give you that. Schroeder looked bad. The piece that they, like the main piece you bring in. I thought Caruso was fine. Drummond was eh. But like, no, this is not the beginning of the end for LeBron. I still think a healthy Lakers team next year is probably the favorite to win the finals. But like, I don't want this to say that the Lakers lost the series because the Suns also won that series. And it's important to make that distinction. But to answer your question, no, this is not the end
0: of LeBron, right? Yeah, I tend to agree with you for the same reason that I didn't want to pick against the Lakers, which is like, it feels dumb to bet against LeBron James. But the thing is, at some point, the guy's going to fall off some, right? Like he's 36 years old. I know we have Tom Brady doing it till he's 500, but I mean, he's not going to be doing this by when he's 50 years old, right? That's a long ways away. Who knows when it first starts, but is it crazy to think in a year for, or two years from now, we look back and say like, yeah, that's when LeBron was still really, really good, but that's when it kind of started to go somewhat downhill. No, that, that certainly wouldn't shock either of us.
1: No, I, I, I wouldn't be surprised. Well, I mean, He's LeBron. And we just said Tom Brady's what, 90 and he's still winning Super Bowls, but who knows? But Jared, let's flip this on the other side. Let's talk about the Suns. Are the Phoenix Suns
0: legitimate title contenders? I think you have to say yes at this point, right? I mean, at least if we're talking about coming out of the West, at least they were the two seed. Again, when we talked about the series in the past, we talked about it as if the Lakers were the two and the, the Suns were the seven, but the Suns were the two seed. So now you've got Utah left, you've got the Clippers and you've got the Nuggets in addition to the Suns. Do any of those teams jump off the page at you as like definitively better than Phoenix? I don't think so. I mean, the Chris Paul injury might hurt them, but if you're asking me, can they beat Brooklyn if Brooklyn's healthy, I'm going to say no. But if you can get to the finals, you're a legitimate contender. So I, I think yeah, the answer to the question has to be yes.
1: Yeah, 100%. I absolutely think they're title contenders. And I think everybody still is not giving Devin Booker his due we're still like, Oh, it's the Suns, And you and I said, and we've said this before at the beginning of the year, we said, best case scenario, they're a four seed. Not only are they not a four seed, there are two, they beat the Lakers. And they're now one of the favorites that come out of the West at this point. Like we just said, yeah. I mean, a healthy Chris Paul and a healthy Devin Booker. That's a lethal tandem. I mean, Devin Booker just drops 45 when he feels like it. It's yeah, it's crazy.
0: And they should be here for a while because yeah, Chris Paul's he's pretty old, but, Booker's young, Aiton's young, Bridges is young, Campaign's young. Solid yeah, they've core. got a lot of yeah. It's it's a good future. We just mentioned the Clippers, Bobby. They won Game Seven on Sunday, beating the Mavs. Finally, someone won a home game on the back of Kawhi Leonard. No thanks to Luka Doncic, who dropped forty six in the loss. Bobby, do you trust the Clippers? They answered the bell. They won Game Seven. Are you at the point where you trust the Clippers, or does that not really
1: change for you? I think this is as big of a win for the Clippers as I thought game one was in the Milwaukee-Miami series. okay. I think this was an enormous victory for the Clippers on the mental side of things. Because since Kawhi and Paul George have been together, they haven't won this game. It hasn't been done. They've won a series, sure, but it hasn't been like this. Not only did they win, but they came back. They were punched twice to open the series. And they came back, Kawhi dominated. If I had to pick right now, I would pick the Clippers to come out of the West. I think they are the best team in the West right now,
0: especially with the confidence coming off that Game 7 win. Yeah, they're such a strange team because that wouldn't shock either of us. I mean, you just picked it. It wouldn't shock me at all to see that. And it also wouldn't shock me to see them go out like in five, six games in the next round because they're just so Jekyll and Hyde. We saw it last year in the Nuggets series where they went up 3-1 and then failed to close it out. And we almost saw it again in the Dallas series. Losing three games at home is just crazy. But in the NBA, you have to bet on talent, right? And Kawhi Leonard is just about as good as it gets. Paul George as a number two is pretty much as good as it gets. But I don't think I can trust them. Just the way last year went, the way the first round went, I'm not ready to trust them.
1: I hear that. and and I And I totally get that. But let's... Let's stick on the topic of talent. Jared, can you explain the Atlanta Hawks to me? Cause I don't understand how they're doing what they do. And they go into Philly and they were up 20 at one point. They became a lot closer at the end, but they won on the road against the best team in the East, or at least record wise.
0: Mm-hmm. Explain this to me. I got a good look at the Hawks against the Knicks. Like we talked about and I came away very impressed. I think the thing with the Hawks is just they have so many offensive weapons. It's not like you can just clamp down on a couple of guys and not have to worry about anyone else. Obviously, there's Trey Young. But in addition to Trey Young, Bogdan Bogdanovich, very good. DeAndre Hunter can make open shots. John Collins can make open shots. The Williams can make open shots. Clint Capella does his thing. Danilo Gallinari. Kevin Herter. Kevin Herter, Maryland's own, right. Yeah, there's just so many guys that are threats with the ball in their hands that, I mean, I was not surprised in the least to see them win game one. I I mean, would I be surprised to see them win the series? Surprise is too strong. I still think they're the underdog, but after seeing what they did to the Knicks and after seeing what they did in game one yesterday, I think you have to expect at least a long series, right? Yeah. I mean, Trey Young cuts through defenses,
1: maybe better than anybody. That doesn't mean that he's the best player, but he can get anywhere on the court pretty much as well as I would say Chris Paul. Chris Paul does it maybe better than anybody, but he gets to anywhere and then dishes it out and dishes it really well. And he also has a crazy long distance shot. He and Clint Capella have some kind of chemistry, which is amazing. And they, all those guys you mentioned, by the way, Herder, Bogdanovich, Gallinari, Trey Young, they're all lethal from outside. I mean, just sharpshooters. So, yeah, if Embiid can't come back or if, if, if this injury at the very least like hinders him, yeah, you might be looking at an Atlanta team in the Eastern Conference Finals.
0: You mentioned Joel Embiid's injury, Bob, who you found out last week that he has a tear in his meniscus, which didn't seem to hinder him in game one, but you got to think it's going to impact him at some point. That is one of a number of major injuries that we've had so far in the NBA playoffs. We had Chris Paul, obviously, in the Lakers series. Yes, he's playing, but he's not 100%. And maybe the biggest of them all, James Harden, in game one of the Nets-Buck series, goes out with the hamstring issue, the same hamstring that kept him out 18 games in the regular season. So, Bobby, of those three injuries, Embiid, Harden, Chris Paul, which do you think is the most consequential moving forward? if it's
1: a zero sum game and it's just whether they play or don't, and let's just say we take those guys out of their teams for the rest of the playoffs. I think the team it hurts the most is the Suns. I think the Suns run through Chris Paul and don't have another guy that can run that team. Devin Booker is phenomenal. And I just sang his praises, but I don't believe he is, he, he can run the Suns the same way that Chris Paul does. I just don't think that that's true. Given that all these guys are playing, and the degrees of their injury, I think Philly has the most to be worried about. They're yeah. already, they're the number one seed, and they're not the favorite in that conference. In fact, personally, I see them as the third best team right now in the East of the four remaining. I got Milwaukee ahead of them. And Embiid is an MVP candidate. Ben Simmons is great. Tobias Harris is great. But man, losing Embiid is, is losing. I, I don't want to compare him to Shaq, but it's like, it's it's the same caliber.
0: Yeah, I agree with you. I mean, I think it has to be Philly just because without Embiid, they're not a title contender. Like he is by far and away their best player was an MVP candidate for most of the year with the other guys like, well, look, Harden's great. And he was an MVP candidate as well. But Durant's the best player on that team for on many nights. Kyrie Irving's the second best player. The Nets would be absolutely fine for you know James Harden to be their third best player on most nights. And so he's a great player. But it's hard to say that they have no chance to win the finals without him, right? And, and the nope. Suns, nope. CP3 is a tough one because he's also like an intangibles guy. Because you, you're right, you mentioned that Devin Booker is the best player on that team. There's no questions about it. But Chris Paul is like Devin Booker's been there for a while. The Suns never won anything, and all of a sudden Chris Paul gets there, and they're the second seed in the Western Conference. If I had to pick one, though, I think it would go. I'd go with Embiid. I'd probably rank it Embiid, CP3, Harden. Jared, let's round out our
1: NBA talk quickly with the Boston Celtics. Danny Ainge is gone. Brad Stevens is gone from coaching, but now is in a front office position. I pose a similar question to what I posed to you. What is going on?
0: I did not see this coming at all. I, you know, I got the alert on my phone early Wednesday morning. Danny Ainge might be stepping down. And I honestly thought it was just like a money play. I was like, oh, he wants to make some more money. He's putting this out there that he might step down. I was shocked to see a couple hours later that he actually did it and that Brad Stevens was taking his job. Brad Stevens is a really good coach. Obviously this year things kind of went haywire, maybe you burned out, but I don't know to, to just hand over that president of basketball operations job to Brad Stevens. He might be really good at it. We have no idea because he has no experience in the role, but I don't know. It just seemed kind of out of nowhere for me.
1: Yeah. It's super weird. Also, what a, what a crazy trajectory for Brad Stevens, yeah. you know, like his career starting off in Butler and Butler was not a powerhouse no. goes to, to two championships with them. Doesn't win. Either one goes to the NBA has success. Yeah. He was great at the NBA and then gets a front office role. Like how old is he 15? I mean, I, <laughs> it's crazy. So yeah, it's super weird. Whoever gets that job in Boston, I think it's a super coveted position with Jalen Brown coming back and Jason Tatum, also, like, I think Marcus Smart's one of the most underrated players in the game. Yeah, And I, I truly believe that that's a title contending team. They're going to be out to prove something next year. But, you know, we'll see how that
0: goes. Brad Stevens is a good coach, Bobby. Mike Shashevsky, many would say, is a great coach. And he will be a great coach at Duke for just one more year, announcing that he will retire at the end of the next college basketball season. I'm interested to hear your perspective on this, Bobby. You grew up in Maryland rooting for the Terps. You went to Maryland. You still root for the Terps. You're part of that rivalry. So what was your initial reaction, and what's your reaction now to the news that Mike Krzyzewski will no longer be at Duke after next season?
1: I keep wanting to be upset at something. Like, I want to be angry. Like, oh, great, I hate Duke. Now they're out without him. Or like, oh, you know, what a horrible thing to announce that you're retiring before the season. So yeah. remember, you can do like a victory lap there's a really good point just in regards to that point this is the right thing to do professionally because what kind of coach goes to recruit players to play Mm -hmm. for him and then after one year you're like all right peace that's wrong and so he's doing the professionally right thing to do he also led u.s men's basketball team to gold medals he is also one of the winningest coaches of college basketball and the dude's got a squeaky clean image i hate duke and I hate Shashevsky as a competitor, but hats off to him. He'll be missed. I think the one negative thing I have to say is that when Maryland left the ACC, he said, we will never play Maryland again. And I was really hoping that just once, just once we could do it. So this year in the tournament is our last chance. Right. So I'm, I'm, I'm hopeful that that happens this year, but I have nothing but positive things to say about that guy. Hate Duke, love the dude. What, what a coach. Jared, let's shift gears off the hardwood and go to the gridiron. We've been waiting for it, Jared, and it happened. Julio Jones is out of Atlanta. He is going to join the incredible A.J. Brown as a tandem wide receiver core. Add in Derrick Henry plus Ryan Tannehill. And you got yourself a hell of a team. He goes to Tennessee for a second and a fourth round pick. Who won that trade? (laughs)
0: Look, here's the thing. That is a beastly wide receiver duo, if healthy, obviously. But you, you could argue those are the two most physical wide receivers in the league. But does it change your opinion of Tennessee that much? Now, remember, they lost Corey Davis and Johnny Smith in free agency, and Julio Jones is obviously better than Corey Davis, though Corey Davis put up big numbers last year. But the Titans' big issue last year was their defense, which stunk. You know, Julio Jones, I mean, maybe say, oh, he helps the defense because maybe the offense will be out on the field longer. Okay, I could buy that a little, but he's obviously not going to fix the underlying problems with the defense. And I don't think adding Julio Jones means the Titans can now keep up offensively with the Chiefs, maybe not even the Bills. So, do I think it's a good trade for the Titans? Of course. Anytime you have a chance to add a guy like that as maybe your number two, you do it. But Even with that news, it did not make me think that they're on the same level as the Chiefs. And honestly, to this point, I can't say right now that they're on the same level of Buffalo with how bad their defense was last year.
1: I hear you. I do think it changes my perspective of Tennessee more than I think you're giving it credit for. Corey Davis, he's an average wide receiver. Maybe slightly above average. Julio Jones can be the best wide receiver in the game. He can be. Corey Davis cannot. And so if he's healthy, yeah, I think that team can compete with the best of them. Are they better than the chiefs? No. Can they beat the chiefs on a given day? Yeah, I think they can. And I don't think that that's true for most teams, unless you have Tom Brady, but Tennessee, maybe
0: third best team in the AFC. Bobby, we don't talk soccer a lot here. It's usually only when someone dies like Maradona or when something dies like the Super League. But right now, we're going to talk actual on-the-field play. Last night, Bobby, we had maybe the craziest United States men's soccer team game in quite some time going up against Mexico. What the hell happened last night, Bobby? See, the CONCACAF Nations League has never happened. It's the first time this has ever
1: happened, and it was the final. And so this game mattered. And Christian Pulisic, which if you don't know who he is, you need to, played for Chelsea, who you know. See, you know Chelsea. Yeah, yeah. And he went on to win the Champions League with Chelsea just like a couple weeks ago. Comes back, plays for the U.S. men's national team, and just a crazy game. USA gives up basically what turned out to be an own goal. It wasn't officially an own goal, but they basically gave it to Mexico in their own box. Mexico goes up one. They get a corner kick. They get it in. One-one and they go back and forth. Eventually the game goes two to two into extra time. And they 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 get a penalty. And Pulisic sits there and it's just it's unbelievable. He he kicks it in the top right shelf, three to two. At the very end of the game, at the ex in the extra time of extra time, Mexico gets another penalty for themselves. The backup goalie, Ethan Horvath makes the save on a penalty. Man, this is why I love international soccer, especially the U S it's just, they're always the underdog because they're not one of the powerhouses, but man, is it fun to watch? It's just, ah, so great to win something for that team. And speaking of winning, Jared talked about this at the beginning, but let's go straight into Logan Paul and the greatest boxer of all time, Floyd Mayweather. I'm going to read you this quote, Jared. I think it's important. This is from ESPN.com. Quote, a lackluster eight-round exhibition that went the distance with no official winner was an appropriate end for Sunday night's Mayweather Logan Paul showcase. Everything about this bout was a circus and the redeeming hope of a viral knockout to make it all worth it proved to be for naught. Yep, that pretty (laughs) much sums it up.
0: Yeah, look. I saw a lot of people complaining after after this event about how it went down. I don't know what you're expecting. Like, I guess that people just want to see Floyd Mayweather knock out Logan Paul. That's not what Floyd Mayweather does. We saw it with Manny Pacquiao, who's obviously a real fighter, but we saw it also with Conor McGregor, who's a real fighter, but not a boxer. That's not what he does. Like, what makes Floyd Mayweather great is not, like, his punching power and knocking dudes out. It's that he never gets hit and he lands enough punches to beat the other guy. But it's not, it's not about knockouts for him. So... It didn't surprise me they didn't knock out Logan Paul. So if you paid for it, sorry, but terrible move on your part. Yeah, you just,
1: why are you paying for this garbage? I mean, 100% no, I would never pay for that. And they're talking about doing a second one, and they'll do it. And they'll both make like $50 million for the fight. That's not an exaggerated number. That's probably what they'll make. I'm not buying that. This is so dumb. Like, show me Logan Paul standing in a ring. And Floyd Mayweather gets one uncontested as hard as he can punch to the face that I would pay for this garbage. I would much rather watch WWE than this. Was it good for boxing overall or no, Bobby? I saw an argument to that, that like, oh, this brought eyes in the sport. And it's like, yeah, sure. If, you know, Fernando Tatis takes off his clothes, all of them in the middle of the third (laughs) inning, it brings eyes to baseball, but like, Is that what you want? This will fade. No one will care. No one will remember this. It's stupid. Jared, you and I have spent the last three weeks, really, licking our wounds. But we are grateful that the Quizmaster has returned. And someone else is here, but we'll get to him in just a second. First of all, Quizmaster, welcome back. How you doing, buddy?
2: Hey, thanks, guys. It's been a while. Uh, I need to recharge and visit a friend in Chicago got married if he's i hope he's listening to the podcast but yeah it was a great time needed needed to take a little breather but we're back we're ready let's get some quiz going
1: fantastic we are also looking forward to it
0: yeah i feel like this is like rocky three bobby you know like fed's coming in he's rocky he won the first fight he's like he was doing his training with like the bubble machines and the supermodels whatever me and you we were like we were doing like crunches in our hot one bedroom apartments with like sports encyclopedias on our stomachs. Yeah. Sl-
1: yeah, yeah. See the, I, I have more to say here, but I'll I'll first I'll first bring in Mr. Fetterbush. Uh, Zach Fetterbush, how you doing? Welcome back. Guys,
3: it is <laughs> so good to be back. <laughs> I
1: cannot wait. So Jared Quizmaster, will you indulge me for a very quick story? Please. So I had the pleasure of uh, seeing Mr. Fetterbush twice over the last three weeks. Now, Mr. Federbush is a great dude, right? Friend of ours, nice guy. We like him. Direct quotes. Uh, he has claimed that he is both of our daddies. <laughs> uh, he has said that we are his a word I cannot say on this podcast. Uh, nice. and, and 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 I just I, you know. It, it it felt it felt like an attack against the podcast. You know, It it, it felt it felt like
0: uh, I don't know. I don't know, Jared. Do you, do you do you feel hurt by these comments? Yeah, I mean, he's. I can't say he's wrong, honestly. Up to now, I mean, I, that will change today. But he, he's he's well within his rights to say it as of the time of this recording. Nobody cared
1: about the Knicks Hawks series until Trey Young started talking trash. Mm -hmm. And we have our very own trash talker here. So, Fed, you better put your money where your mouth is. Best of luck.
3: Well, I would say I'm Trey Young in this situation since the Knicks were the ones talking trash and MSG just egged him on and he went off. And Guys, the last time I was on here, you invited me into your home. I went into your fridge. I ate your dinner. I kicked, my, I kicked my shoes off my feet. Huge burp. Huge burp. <laughs> Made your place my own. Can't wait to do it again.
2: Well, on that note, Quizmaster, the floor is yours. Let's do this. All right, guys. Um, we've done a lot of quizzes, and none of them have involved coaches. So we're going to do a three-way Stump the Schwab where we're going to be talking about coaches from hockey and soccer specifically.
3: Oh God! Oh
2: God! <laughs> oh God. Where's I am the for...
3: April Fools' joke? Come yeah, on. It's,
2: it, it's there. I'm joking. <laughs> I really thought you were serious. I, was, so, I really uh, thought you were dead yeah, serious. Uh, Look, I, I remember name one. I have a long memory, and when it comes to people talking trash about the Quizmaster, I come back with a vengeance. Jared knows this. Bobby knows this, and now Zach, you know this. Uh, I was joking about that, but we are doing a a quiz about the coaches um simple you're going to name me the the nba coaches the mlb managers and the nfl head coaches for double points
0: just current we're talking
2: only current okay so zach is the defending champ you have the honor of going first nba coaches is round one
3: that's good because my first pick was going to be Frank Vogel anyway all right. so go Frank, Vogel. With Frank Vogel all right um next up
1: is Bobby how about we go with the uh New York's own Thomas Thibodeau
0: all right Jared okay I'll stay in New York and go
2: Steve Nash if you want to call him coach in name only all right uh Zach your turn oh Doc Rivers all right Doc Rivers how about Eric Spolstra? Uh, I remember actually like watching basketball games, and he was still there. So. Ty Lue. Ty Lue is correct. Zach. Uh, Nick Nurse. Ooh, I was going to go Nick Nurse. Nick Nurse. Nice call. Monty Williams. Yep, there he is. Uh, Jared. Steve Kerr. I have heard of him. Uh, Zach. Okay, now I actually
0: need to think. So it's not as second.
2: easy as you think it is. Uh,
0: yeah, I know. <laughs> now there's also there's a few vacancies here. So I we're I mean we're going like right. as of today, right?
2: So there's like three or four that yep. are not occupied. There are there are two that are not occupied. That would be Boston and Portland. Neither of them count. And I think Orlando as well. Uh, I'm not keeping. I thought track i had said that, but maybe I'm wrong. Okay, whatever. Um, I'm not going to say. It. Oh, yep. No, that's vacant. Rick Carlisle He's still around
1: Thank God <laughs> How about Greg Popovich
2: Why have you guys not gotten him first <laughs> he, I know him Quinn Snyder Yep uh, Zach Is Scott Brooks still a coach Yes he is Nate McMillan Nate McMillan atlanta hawks mm-hmm. mike budenholzer that's a great name former hawks coach
3: guys i'm struggling here i gotta be honest i told you the rocky oh,
0: training the, method he was oh, out the
2: there spotlight just is everybody. bright <laughs> the spotlight is bright
3: okay um is billy donovan still the coach of the thunder um
2: he is not. He just got hired by the bulls. Right, I forgot about that. Yeah. Bulls. Oh, so that counts? Yeah, it counts. What <laughs> <laughs> wow. You didn't let me finish my sentence. I said he's not the wow. coach of the Thunder anymore, but he just got hired by the Bulls. Wow. Um Steve Van Gundy. Yep. Uh no. Did you say Steve Van Gundy? He said Steve. Steve. Oh, Jeff. Okay, then you're definitely not getting it right. Bobby's out. <laughs> it's Stan, Bobby. Stan. All right, Jared, Steve. I'm giving. Come Jared, I'm giving on, you Van God. Gundy? Jared, you, you got it. You oh, got I get you. it? Okay, cool. Yeah, you got it. You just named him. Yep, Are you yep. kidding? I said Van Gundy? Oh, you said it's fine. I, we're, we're,
0: we're, I mean, look, look, we're on the same team here. We're just trying to dethrone Fed. Oh, my God.
3: Okay, I am grasping at straws here and I don't even know if this person exists or I'm making him up. Go um, J.B. Bickerstaff? Yeah, he's coach of the Cavs. Oh Cats. my god. J.B. Bickerstaff from the clouds.
2: Yeah. <laughs> uh, Jared, it's on you.
0: Alright, how about, what's the guy's name from Detroit? Dwayne Casey.
2: Dwayne Casey? That's a guy. All right, Fed, what other name are you going to pull out of God knows where? got eight left.
3: This is definitely not a guy, P.J. Carlissimo. <laughs>
2: no. <sighs> yeah. No. <laughs> That's a strike. You're out. Jared, this is your chance.
0: Okay, I could run some up here a little bit. The Nuggets is Mike Malone. Yep. The Hornets is James Borrego. Yep. So I think, okay, the Pacers is, I don't know how you pronounce this guy's name. I think it's like Nate Bjorken, B-J-O-R-K-E-N. I'll
2: give it to you. Nate, Nate Bjorken.
0: Yeah, something like that. I, th- I think Memphis coach's name is like Taylor Jenkins. Yep. Wow. Oh. gonna um, I'm not going to get them all, but I, so I think the Kings are still Luke Walton. Yes, they are.
2: Oh, the Rockets are Steven Silas. Yep. Um, All right, I'm out on that. All right, uh, the Thunder is Mark Dagenet, or Dagenal, I don't know how to pronounce it. Uh, And the Timberwolves is Chris Finch. All right, but that's that's all the misses. Uh, Jared's got 13, Fed has seven, Bobby has five. And this is, uh, yeah. Don't worry, last round's double points. If Jared slips, who knows what's gonna happen. But in the meantime, second round is MLB managers and Jared's going first. Okay,
0: Uh, I'm just gonna go with the easy one, Luis Ross. All right, low-hanging fruit there. Yeah. Zach is next. Was Master's
3: favorite, Aaron Boone. Don't mention him
0: (laughs) again. He might be fired by the time this podcast comes out.
1: Very true, yeah. He's dead to me. Bobby. Brandon Hyde.
2: Alright. Keep going. Joe Girardi. Alright. I liked him. I still do. I respect him. He's cool. Tony Larusa. I uh, don't know how many people really like him anymore. Um, Bobby. Terry Francona. Tito Francona. There you go. Keep it up. Um Brian Snitger, the Atlanta Braves, Dave Roberts, Dave Roberts of the defending champion Los Angeles Dodgers. Baseball managers are harder for me than the others. Interesting.
1: That's, just, that's surprising, right? I thought you'd be rattling them off. I know. I know. Oh. Um, Did he get a job? I think he got a job. AJ Hinch?
2: Yeah, with the Tigers. Jared, Don Mattingly, Donnie Baseball, Zach, Kevin Cash, all right, of the hated Tampa Bay Rays, Dusty Baker, yep, of the uh, Houston Trash Throws. Did we say Cora yet? Uh no, Cora. You just, you just did. Okay. Uh, Zach, it's your turn. Yeah. Go for it.
3: Davey Martinez, yeah,
2: of the Washington Nationals. Bobby.
1: Yeah, I have no idea if this guy's still managing. I can't remember. Uh, Joe Madden.
2: Yep. Joe Madden is currently managing the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. Jared, up to you. Craig Council. Of your Milwaukee Brewers.
3: Gabe Kapler.
2: Yep,
1: there you go. That's the one I couldn't think of. Uh, David Ross.
2: Chicago Cubs. Mike Schilt. Yep. Schilt of the St. Louis Cardinals. Zach?
3: I'm pretty sure this guy manages the A's. Bob Melvin?
2: Uh, yeah, he does. Rocco Baldelli? Rocco yeah. Baldelli of the Twins. Good one. Uh, There are nine left. You guys are doing great. Bud Black? Bud Black, he is somehow still the man of the Rockies. Guys, I have no idea. Um,
3: name. There. Uh, What's that guy's name from the Cardinals, used to be on the Cardinals? Mike
2: Matheny? Yeah. He's got the Royals job now. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. I mean, wow. It's Bobby. Is he, is he
0: just doing this as an act that he's just pulling these out no. of his butt? <laughs> I don't know, man.
2: I don't right, know. Bobby, what you got? Yeah, I have no idea, man. I'll throw a name out there. Uh, Manny Acta. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know the last team he managed, but it's not.
3: Manny Acta. Former Met. Yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. that's a no. Tori Lavolo. Yeah, it's the Diamondbacks guy. Yeah. Zach? I have no idea.
3: I shouldn't know who manages the Padres. The Mets literally just played them. i throw out a name. Clint Hurdle. Nope. He got
2: he lost the pirates job. Mm. Alright yes. Jared. Alright. I have yours? no yeah. idea who
0: managed the pirates, but I know that Jace Tingler manages the Padres. Yep. Jace Tingler and I'm pretty sure that David Bell manages the Reds. Uh, yes he does. Is the Rangers like Jeff Bannister?
2: Bannister? It used to be.
0: Yeah.
2: It's uh, not anymore. Okay. All right. So for the Pirates, it's Derek Shelton. Okay, right. Um, for the Mariners, it's Scott Service. Don't say uh, that. For the, for the Rangers, it's Chris Woodward.
0: Oh. Okay. Yeah, and we, for we the Blue that.
2: Jays, it's Charlie Montoyo. All right. So the score going into the double points round is Bobby is twelve, Fed is fifteen, Jared is twenty-four. Wow. So we know. Wow. So the All only right. possible tie is between Bobby and Jared because Zach is odd, has an odd right. number. Um, Bobby goes for the NFL head coaches. There are 32 of them, no open seat.
1: All right. Uh, my own Washington football team, Ron Rivera. Riverboat Ron. Joe Judge.
2: Yep. Rob Salah. <laughs> yep. Bobby. Bill Belichick. Easy one.
0: Mike McCarthy. I don't know how much longer, but...
2: It's always the case with Cowboys head coach, isn't it? Yeah.
0: Bruce Arians.
2: Super Bowl winning coach. Andy Reid. Another Super Bowl winning coach recently. Matt Nagy. Yep. Sean McVay. The Los Angeles Rams. Mike Tomlin. He's been around forever. Um, Pete Carroll. Another guy who's probably got the job on
3: Derrick for the rest of time. Cliff Kingsbury. There you go. Frank Reich. Very good. John Harbaugh. Yes, sir.
2: Matt Rule. Yep. Bobby. Urban Meyer. Racing Hire. Good. Meyer. Sean Payton. Mike Vrabel. Yep. Matt LaFleur. There you go. Kyle Shannon. Okay.
3: Zach. I think his first name is Sean. It might be Mike. I'm gonna go with Sean McDermott. (laughs) Yep. You're good. Okay.
2: (laughs) I think this is his name. David Cully. Nice. (laughs) Nice call. That's a good poll. He is the coach of the Houston Texans. Brian Flores, oh. I think you just stole that from the head right there. <laughs>
3: yeah, yeah, that, that was the it. one I was saving. All right, then let's go with John Gruden, that was the big one left.
2: Low-hanging fruit,
3: <laughs> all right, Bobby?
1: Oh man, this might be where it's, it's the end for me. Um, no, it's not coming to me, I'm not going to waste any more time. Uh, I'll go with the, the definitively wrong answer of Doug Peterson. <laughs>
2: all right. And moving on, (laughs) Jared? Kevin Stefanski.
3: Mm. Nice. Okay. I'm really, like, grasping at straws here. Um, For some reason, I think the Bengals head coach's first name is also Zach. But I can't recall if his last name is Martin or Taylor. (laughs) 50-50 shot.
2: I'm going to go with Zach Taylor. You picked correctly. You're still in. You need five correct before Jared gets one.
0: Well, that's good to know because it's about to end for you, Fed. Enjoy the last few minutes of your reign, ra- last few seconds of your reign right now. Breathe it in. Take it in. Because the new coach of the Atlanta Falcons is Arthur Smith.
2: Uh, that's the ball game, guys. Um. <sighs> The ones you missed. All right, uh, yeah, go ahead. Do you know uh, you want? You know what? Let
0: me just let me just show. Up. Let me just you know. I mean, All I we right, didn't, didn't have the belt weeks. for three weeks. I just Dog want to this dunk on him. Dunk on him.
3: I'm, I okay. mean, if you want to go, Garrett, on, if
0: you want to name another one, fan, you can go for it.
3: Uh, assuming Vic Fangio is not the Broncos coach anymore, he still, he still is. He
2: is. He is. Oh,
3: yeah. so there, he, Vic Fangio. There you okay. go. All right, Jared, would... keep going.
2: All right, I'm not counting it. points anymore. The game's over. All right, we've got the coach
0: of the Chargers. Actually, do I want to go with the Chargers? Yeah, I go with the Chargers. Brandon Staley. That's yep. Yeah, there you go. Okay, the the knee biter, Dan Campbell. <laughs> yep. <laughs> That's his name. That um, really. The, that was the press conference. The Eagles, it was also a disaster at a press conference. That would be Nick Sirianni. Yep. Oh, yeah.
2: And who was left? What teams are left? The Vikings um, and the Vikings. Mike Zimmer. Zimmer. Yeah, he's been around for a while. And that's your ball game. Official final score. Jared is 52. Zach and Bobby almost combined to have less than that. And now the belt's coming back to chatter up.
1: Ed, thank you so much for coming on. You are the one and only person that has won trivia on here for coming on. That is a title that no one can take away from you. Very I well. Just took done it away from
0: him.
3: <laughs> yeah. First of all, thank you so much for having me on. Um, I'm more of a players coach than a coach's coach, which is clearly what we've seen today. Um, but I will say, I'm not great at math, but one to one doesn't constitute a champion okay Maybe so there's gonna I have to be part three bench. yeah I, look, I welcome it yeah I mean, i'm down 100 fraser
0: fights we're gonna have to do third, third one here bobby i was not wrong at all during that trivia segment so it's time for you to put me back in my place time for you to tell me i'm wrong yes And this week, I've got an interesting one for you. So let's just go right into it. Bobby, we mentioned James Harden got hurt in game one. He's out for game two. We don't know what his status is for the rest of the series. We don't know what his status is for the rest of the postseason. It's a hamstring injury. Those things are tricky. Like we mentioned, he was out 18 games during the regular season with that. Who knows? So if I tell you James Harden is out for the rest of the postseason, tell me I'm wrong that James Harden, in his heart of hearts, will be rooting for the Nets to lose and not win the NBA championship this year. And I know you think I'm crazy because that's rooting for you. Who wants to root against your teammates? But James Harden went to Brooklyn to be part of a championship team. But the key phrase there is to be part. And so if James Harden goes out and the Nets proceed to win a title without him with just KD and Kyrie Irving and the rest of the squad, I mean, Harden looks useless next year, right? Like they come in next season Who cares if they win another championship because he's a completely unnecessary piece at that point. Wouldn't he rather come in after the Nets don't win a title this year and be like looked at as the missing piece, the piece that put them over the top to win the championship necessitating that he root against his team this season. Do we think James Harden's a bad person? I mean, to me, it doesn't have anything to do with that. It's like, maybe he is because of the way that he got himself out of Houston. He, I know he's raised a lot of money for Houston. That doesn't necessarily make you a good person, but so it's kind of, it's unknown. Yeah. Yeah. How do we think Carson Wentz felt?
1: Goes to the Super Bowl, takes his team there. Nick Foles actually wins the championship. And right now, if you and I were betting, I think we both bet that Carson Wentz doesn't win another Super Bowl.
0: Yes, you're right. Now, now, the one difference I'll say is Nick Foles got hot and the Eagles won a Super Bowl. I don't think most now some eagle fans might have thought let's just go with nick foals but it's not as though the, if they had gone in with foals as their quarterback for the next season they would have been looked at as like a super bowl favorite right because people would yep. still have questions about foals with the nets if they win this year with just Kyrie and kd i mean like i said it feels like harden's completely irrelevant for next season
1: yeah yeah or or you know is is the is makes them the greatest one of the greatest teams ever, you know? Like you already have a championship yeah. and then you include James Harden. I don't know, man, I'm gonna have a hard time telling you telling you you're wrong on this one. I'm usually really a huge fan of telling you how wrong you are, but I don't know, I, Maybe maybe not. Like when you're on a team, you wanna win a championship. And if you're out because you're injured, like it's not like they benched you, you still want your friends to win you know, and he's friends with KD and Kyrie. You have to think he wants to see that team win, right? Like that's, you know, like he, even if you are right, you know, we'll, we'll never hear that. I mean, I would assume we right. would never hear that, but like it is heart of hearts at this core. Would he be rooting for them to lose? I, you want your team to win a championship, right? Like that's the thing.
0: You do, but it, the context is so specific here. Like for example, DeAndre Jordan, he's like not in the rotation. He never plays, whatever he will have. If the Nets win the championship, he probably will have no role in it. But like he's I'm sure he's rooting for them to win because like, yeah, those are his guys. Those are his friends. You want to see your friends succeed. And it's always nice to win a championship. But like we mentioned, Harden didn't just end up in Brooklyn. It wasn't like a, it wasn't a random destination. He went there for for legacy purposes right like to to be able to say he was a champion and if they win this year and they win next year that doesn't change they'll still be able to say that he's a champion but it's kind of like the way we talk about kevin durant right like kevin durant no matter what happens the rest of his career will go down as one of the best players of all time and we'll always say yeah he's got you know right now he has two championships if he wins two more with the Nets, we'll say he has four championships but i don't think people will for at least people that were you know our age following basketball at the time no one is going to look back at how kd won those first two championships and be like yeah he was such a huge part of those teams because that was the criticism at the time right it was like wow you're going from a to a 73 win team that already won a championship without you just every everyone was hating on him at the time for it right like whether he thought it was cool or not he was a completely extraneous piece there and like yes he won the championships and the finals MVPs, but you could tell the way he talks about it. The way and the, you know part of the reason I he left, I think, was because he was not completely recognized for it. Like he wasn't recognized in the way he thought he would be as a two time NBA champion. And I think James Harden would fall into a similar situation if the Nets won the championship this year. And it's like, okay, great. If they win it next year with Harden, yes, he'll be able to put on his resume and, that he won a championship, and no one will be able to take that away from him. But it's certainly not the same. As, say, the way we talk about, you know, his teammate Kyrie Irving's championship in, in Cleveland or anybody else that's been like a real part of a, ti- a necessary integral part of a title team.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah, you're, you're like you're asking to go into the depths of James Harden's soul, which right. I think is pretty dark. I don't I don't think that guy is really that great of a dude, but that's based on like just what I see. And I don't know him. So who knows? But yeah. It's a great point. He went to Brooklyn for himself, for his own legacy. It wasn't to help Brooklyn. It sure as hell wasn't to help KD and Kyrie. Like he went there for him. Right. And he demanded that for him. And now that's all for not if you personally don't win the championship. And so your legacy is called into question. You're right. Like if they win it next year, it's like, well, sure. But they clearly didn't need you. You know, it's like when you, when you think about that golden state team, and it's an interesting one, nobody says that about Steph Curry, right? Right, Everybody says that he was the guy, the guy that needed to be there. He led that team. And yes, Draymond, Clay, Kevin Durant, Iggy, whatever. But like you take out Steph, everybody's like, Oh, that championship doesn't happen. Take out KD. That not only do we think that happens, it did. It literally (laughs) happened the year before. Like, so I am not going to tell you you're wrong, Jared. I think we'll never hear it. But if he's out for the rest of the playoffs, he will want the Nets to lose to preserve his selfish, conceited ego and whatever
0: he has left of a legacy. What an episode for me. Trivia champ. You can't even tell me I'm wrong now. It's all coming up Jared right now. This is the best episode
1: you've ever had. This is fantastic. Please bask in the glow. You said it before, man, but it just all came up. Jared, I think we need to go to the casino.
0: Yeah, I don't want this episode to end. This is like, this is really sad. This is,
1: I mean, at this point, it's downhill for you. There's there's no coming back from this. this is, This is the peak of existence. Please don't tell your wife that. Um, But please come back next week. There's going to be a lot of fun next
0: week. You're not going to want to miss it. Tune back in. We want to engage with you people. We want to hear from you. We want to talk to you. We want you to be part of the show. So like Bobby mentioned, follow us on Instagram. Send us an email. Whatever you've got. You've got a chatter chamber take you you want to throw out for us. Awesome. You want to tell us why you're better than Fed at Trivia and want to challenge us. Fantastic! You have just an idea you want us to discuss. Amazing. Send us an email, get in touch with us, text us, WhatsApp us, call us. You know where to find us. But most importantly, don't forget to come back next week for another fantastic episode of Chatter Up. It's going to be great. You're going to see
1: Jared's downhill demise, but it's going to be great.
0: Okay. Well, you know what? (laughs) If you're coming back for that, you might be disappointed, but come back anyway.
1: We'll see you all next week for the next Chatter Up.